Alright guys, it's Saturday night and we're creating new levels of coolness. Guys, three months ago, somebody told you we'd be doing this kind of stuff on a Saturday night and we'd be heroes for doing it. What would you say to us? It is, in all honesty, unprecedented, surreal. That word gets thrown out a lot, but wow, interesting times we're in. There's a lot of doctors and nurses and people out there doing great things, but I think we're the real heroes here. I think you put it well. Why not us? Yeah, Good I mean, call, Justin. That, <laughs> Screw the doctors and nurses. <laughs> no, they're doing. They're, mean... they're doing good things, right? But... They're okay. That's basically what you just said. But we've been drinking at home for a month and watching <laughs> Netflix and uh, t- talking to each other on social media we didn't previously know about. So yeah, they, it is. It is heroic. Yeah, <laughs> the real treasure of society these days is. More podcast content. And who knew being alone would produce content? But here we are. I think it's wanting not to be alone. That's the thing. Oh, 100%. On this episode, we're going to talk about what we're watching. I've got, of course, Rollin with me and Justin and Meredith. Hey, y'all. Two of our favorite contributors to Filmsy. Guys, let's give people that I've kind of gotten to the point where what do I watch next? And we always wish we had that time to just binge everything we wanted to and catch up. I don't know about y'all. I'm caught up. Not me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way behind. Oh, man. We're doing homeschooling. We're, I'm working from home. My schedule is, it's a little bit better than it was. I got a little bit more free time. For the most part, the thing that has changed is I'm at home and not out with other people. I play video games. <laughs> Well, I'm working from home and the boys have some work to do, but uh, with the exception of Landon's AP courses, uh, it's not being graded. So you know what? We are in survival mode and I don't give up about it right now. So here we are. Thanks for beeping yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Can you still put, uh, can we, can we, I know this, you can cut this, but can you just put the poop anyway? I just, I just love the sound. I just think it's funny. It's just funny. We're, uh, we're going to talk, of course, about what we're watching now and and try to, if we like it, convince folks why they should take the time for it. We've obviously got a lot of options and and time on our hands, some more than others. We're not going to give any spoilers. We're going to try our best. Uh, I think if Filmsy is known for anything, it's for spoiling movies (laughs) movies and <laughs> it's more like listen if you're gonna do a movie expose you're gonna have to talk about what happened in the movie thank okay? you and yeah. that's what we do on filmsy you should know but by on now. this episode we're gonna we're gonna just talk about what we're watching and we'll try to not totally spoil it let's start rollin what are you watching all right my my number one right now that i'm watching that i completely love a uh, recommendation from a friend that lives down the street uh is called on my block it's on Netflix. It is season three just got released, I think a week or two ago. We're on season two right now. I can't even talk like season one. It's not a spoiler, but season one ends in a big cliffhanger. So everything I'm going to talk about, it just kind of remain in season one, uh, because if I even talk about season two, it'll, it'll give stuff away. But season one is just an amazing piece of television. It's it's I think 10 episodes. They're about 20 to 30 minutes each. It's about uh, some kids who live in downtown L.A., kind of on the wrong side of the tracks, or on the rough side of the tracks, I guess. Uh, They are all ninth graders. There's obviously other characters, but the main core group of four are uh, just going into high school. They're starting high school together. I'll just say there's some drama between them. deals with some gang kind of related themes. I don't know. I mean, I've not wanted to cry 
so many times in a TV show, and I can't tell you how long. Uh, it, it pulls out your heartstrings, and it's also like hilarious. Um, I can't more highly recommend this show. Saying that, have any of you guys watched it? Because I know I've told you like to I have it for, uh, weeks now. I haven't, uh, but I don't think I've been told to watch it. So I'm oh gonna... come on! <laughs> I'll have to add it because yeah, I'm running out of stuff that I Please, want to watch. Guys, watch this show; you're gonna love it. It's great. Um, it has one of my probably two of my new favorite characters on television: Jason Ganau, who plays uh, a character called Ruby. And Jessica Marie Garcia, who plays a character called Jasmine, they are amazing. Nice. I'll have to get in on that. And you said there's there's three seasons now? There's three seasons. Yeah, there's three Excellent. seasons. They're pretty short episodes. I don't know. It's it's lovely. It's wonderful. Uh, so, I mean, you said it just is about these kids in L.A. and there's drama and comedy. Is there any other story beats? Yeah, I mean, it, it really does deal like the main... There's, there's a couple of main story lines. Um, one deals with like the gangs and this one character who's kind of caught up in going up in a family that has been really big in this uh, gang called the Santos. And he doesn't want to be in the gang, but his like cousin gets out of prison and he's kind of the gang leader. And so uh, he's getting sucked into this gang violence and this gang life and his friends are trying to get him out of it. Um, and then there's another character who is looking for this like treasure that's buried somewhere that they think is buried somewhere in their neighborhood, uh, which was like a, like money from an old heist that someone had pulled like in the eighties. And it's like a Goonies kind of a, uh, find the money type of thing. And so he's going around doing that. Uh, both storylines are great and there's other things mixed in there, but those are the two main kind of storylines. Rylan told me about the show and I watched the pilot last night and uh, there's a lot to like there and be intrigued by. It's, it's, very kind of your teen kind of coming of age that's all the rage now and yeah i think it's because teens will watch that it's kind of like young adult fiction teens will watch it and adults will watch and read all that stuff too there was some uniqueness to it i like the diversity of the cast mm-hmm. and um uh, for the most part i thought the acting was good the writing definitely in spots was just superb in the comedy i, I didn't know if it rang altogether true but i didn't grow up in the hood and in Los Angeles, so maybe I don't know, but it just seemed like Rylan, did you think some just from the pilot, some of the the description of like kind of the gang was a little cliche? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of things that I would say that places that the show can grow and improve. It's not the wire, okay? It's they're definitely trying to make it <laughs> like <laughs> part comedy and it's about young teens, right? And so it has some really intelligent writing and sometimes the characters talk in ways you're like, you know, I don't, I don't believe it from that character. There are especially a couple of characters I think where they're just trying a little too hard in the writing department to make them say like witty things. And some of the lines kind of fall flat, uh, especially in the context. What you're saying is definitely could be part of it. Keep watching, uh, suspend disbelief for a little bit. I think you'll, you'll, you'll really love it. Well, I've so, added yeah. it to my queue, so I, I will I will have to give it a shot. It sounds good. And I now that I now that you said it and I added it, I remember seeing it before, but I don't know about you guys, but sometimes things pop up on Netflix and in that moment, if I don't go at it, even if it's something I'm interested to, somehow I lose track of it. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. So yeah, I was like, wait, I saw this a while back and I never added it, so I put it in my stuff so I don't After y'all watch a again. few episodes, I really be interested to know what you think about it. Send me tags or whatever. What kind of tone does it hit? Like, is it? You know how like Stranger Things is like a buddy comedy, but like mixed with Alien or you know like an eighties horror movie. This is like 
a buddy comedy mixed with the wire like i i it really so is like, like a bit of like a dramedy in a way it's, it is it is kind of a dramedy it's um, like it kind of switches tones from scene to scene it, a little bit i mean it, you'll be watching and you're like oh this is funny and then all of a sudden like you start crying because <laughs> like something oh. really serious happened like a character that you've that you've loved is hurt or something like that and you're or or is hurting because something else has happened you know uh you just feel for him i i, I the, especially the two that I mentioned earlier, uh, they they're just I think that doing a really great job in in that department. But I don't want to say too much. Appreciate it, and no no spoilers. <laughs> so Meredith, what have you been watching? Tell us tell us. Something. Um, I I don't know if you guys have watched any of the seasons, but I recently finished up season three of Ozark. Ooh, we just finished the second or third episode. Ooh, boy. It is delightful. Justin, did you say you haven't watched any of Ozark? I know we were talking about this I the other night. just watched the first two episodes today. Of season uh, the, one of season or one. three? Yeah. Oh, one? oh, man. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I am. Right. Just, just because it's so... I don't know. You might have yeah. a different opinion, but I love it. It is. No, it's uh, it's not what I was expecting. Like I mean, I like you could tell just from all the blue hue going on on the show. Oh, it's constantly yeah. six p.m. It is six so p.m. Blue. all the time. But, uh, but I I was I was kind of expecting more of a family stumbles into uh, something dramatic. But no, this show goes hard from the beginning. Abs and it mm, buckle up. Yeah. Just buckle a warning, up. Justin. It's a little bit dark. I don't it's, know if you knew okay. that. Yeah, oh, it gets a little up. dark. You're in the happier time. You're in the happiest times, I think, right now. So, whatever part you're watching, you're in the happiest times. Yeah, okay. if you if you were in because the first couple of episodes of worse. season one, you're in the best of times. But oh my god, I it's so good. They just don't disappoint me. It is number one. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. Come on. Yeah. Also, Julia Garner. I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, Justin, where the Langhorns come into play. Uh, Ruth yes. Langhorn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Curly hair, blonde. She becomes a big player in um, season two and three. And season three, she has hit her stride for sure. And she's my favorite character on there. My favorite is, and Nathan can bleep this out, but it just has to be said. My favorite quote that she has is she was like, I don't know about and it is the best <laughs> she's being interviewed by the fbi at this point and that's not a spoiler at all i mean yeah, it, there's a lot going on yeah, like but that is, that is my that is my favorite quote from her she's excellent she's a great actress she meredith got it tattooed on her arm i did no that's right my there. tramp my tramp stamp oh it's your tramp my bad thought, what's the one on your arm oh, oh. That's actually the quote under my family crest. That's what it is. Truly the best. Oh, my God. But, yeah, if I mean, it it just keeps getting better and better. Nathan, have you watched any of Ozark? Any of the seasons? I I watched um, the first season and a half. Oh, man. uh, From an action point, I love Bateman. And Lenny's just incredible. Laura Lenny, I love her. She is the youngest daughter on Dirty John. Yeah, like, she's in a bunch of different watch, things. Mm. John is like if a Lifetime movie or miniseries was at its absolute best possible. Like it's kind of hard to describe, but it is. This whole country pretty much loved the podcast series Dirty John, 
And they did it service because that story doesn't need to be directed by Ron Howard. It doesn't need to be, it's not a Coen Brothers movie. It needs to be basically a Lifetime miniseries and Eric Banya and <laughs> Connie. It was perfect. Think, Justin, what do you think? I think they did that. They gave it just perfect justice, right? And again, just like in Ozark, the actor that plays the, the younger star, which I think is probably the most challenging of the non-major roles she absolutely nails it i actually haven't seen dirty john yet it's, oh man it's good did it's you listen to the podcast yeah no yeah we listened to the podcast, okay which was great the podcast? And, I, and i completely agree like that that sort of story needs to be uh, there's not really a way you could dramatize it effectively because it's one no. of those stranger than fiction stories i think the 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 route that they kind of took with it oh they dramatize it effectively they put connie Britton in it <laughs> yeah they were like we yeah. want to find someone with beautiful hair here we are yeah, connie right, Britton. Right. They, they found the perfect view no guy. it was perfect if you if you hadn't listened to the podcast like the same vibe was gotten from the series it was it was excellent but no julia garner is incredible and and, and this isn't a spoiler either for ozark I can't remember the guy's name, and I need to. I should look up his I should look up his name. But Laura Lenny's brother in season three is maybe maybe up there with Ruth for like the like the best acting of of the season. Really? Like, I, oh, I, he, he just is... got introduced in the episode that we watched, and oh. uh, so far, I mean, I like him, but he's a great character. I think. I think he's. I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to he's, find. He's excellent. Also really attractive, even in like the slovenly way that he's portrayed. Just really great. But I, I cannot rave enough. I already, I mean, Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny, of course, I can't rave about them enough. But Julia Garner, man, she is the best. No one else could be in that role, I don't think, and do it as well. Like, so believable. Like, white trash. I, I don't know. She... She's perfect. Um, uh, I, all I'm going to say is season three, perfect. It's great. I like lots of anxiety, but it's excellent. Yeah. She's uh, she's only been in like one scene so far, and she's already made a pretty big impression in what I've seen. Yes. Yeah. She's oh, get ready. She is. She's incredible. You're going to love her because she is. I mean, the quote, my, my you know, tramp stamp tattoo. I mean, that's just par for the course she's excellent uh, I, I love her a juncture in this and th- this is a good kind of forum for this question i watched a season and a half of ozark and i sort of wore out on the kind of anxiety of it oh another issue someone else is so and i've heard good things about season three so take me from halfway through season two or just some point after season one why i think a lot of people have seen about that that amount of ozark in a snapshot, what, what's the reason to keep going? Well, it, things aren't winding down. It it sort of seems like maybe they're, I think at the end of season two, maybe it looked like things were going to settle down a little bit. Maybe things, you know, like the anxiety was going to sort of stall for a while. It's kind of hard to do without revealing anything, but... I can't, I can't, I can't reveal things and, and, and say too much, but it seemed like it was going to calm down because um, some of the tasks had been completed. Some of the things were in place that needed to be in place that they were worried about. This creates an entirely new set of problems that they did not are see coming. Season three of Ozark, or are you playing Final Fantasy with Joe? Por que no los dos? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Tom um, Pelfrey is his name. Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, when I was watching those two episodes, I was like, this is a lot like Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's going to be, that should be your review, and you should be writing that, like, uh, whatever blog, uh, and it's just, like, yeah. very short. Yeah, you're like, hmm. It was all right. It reminded me of Final Fantasy. That's fine. <laughs> I've been, well, I've been um, social distancing with my mom, so most of what I've been watching the last uh, 10 days is Little House on the Prairie streaming. <laughs> I mean, one episode after another. And Jason. The Michael Landon? Is that Michael Landon? Yeah, Michael right? Landon. Okay, uh, I like Michael Landon. Yeah. Which he's going to seriously Glorious hair. my, um, my um, fashion choices because he kind of rocks the longer hair and the suspenders and all but anyway <laughs> jason bateman stars on towards the end of that series as like a six-year-old what jason bateman really yeah, he's on little oh little my little god wow. the most adorable I, six-year-old on earth i'm sure when i'm that watching my little fifth kid. little house on the prairie of the night i tell myself i'm basically watching a season three of <laughs> you're like <laughs> yes exactly you're like yeah i'm watching season three of ozark <laughs> Uh. He's in a rural area. Lots of bad things are happening around him. I mean, I'm basically watching. Well, you just in the background. That's Poppy. Listen, you just yes, yes, you just spoiled everything, Nathan. Thanks a lot. Sorry, everybody. (sighs) Spoil Ozark or did I spoil? um, No, you spoiled Ozark with the link. Yeah, with a link <laughs> with a link to Little House on the Prairie. All I'm saying is, uh, the anxiety is very high throughout season three. So, no rest for the weary. Yeah. Hey, um, that actor's name is Tom Pelfrey. Ooh, trying to think of. I I didn't know this guy before. But I didn't either. I looked him up the other day because I was like, who is that? And I um I was like, that name does not ring a bell. I I don't I don't think he's really even been in a lot. But man, he is. Perfection as uh, Laurel and his brother. I think he's a he's, soap opera he's a, guy. Really? Yeah. Weird. No, he's perfect in that role, though. He's great. Oh, yeah. All I'm saying is, yes, keep watching it. it Nathan and Justin, um, it's it's great. It's it's so good. I mean, it it produces a lot of anxiety. And yes, it's always six p.m. It's always dusk. <laughs> um, but it's always dusk on that show. <laughs> but keep but keep going. And hey, keep going. Julia Garner alone. She's perf- yeah. oh, she's perfection. We can't talk about Ozark without at least comparing it a little bit to Breaking Bad too, because that's basically the oh, kind of TV man. show this is, right? And it's just Who like is Darlene in this situation? Yeah. It just turns it up a notch from all the stuff in Breaking Bad and it just makes you more anxious. Yeah, and I'm the person who was like, I wasn't able to watch Breaking Bad because I watched the first couple of episodes. I was like, my anxiety is way too high. I just cannot. Um, and I've never revisited it. So maybe I should watch that now that we're in quarantine. I think it's less anxious. At first, it is inducing. Just the anxiety. It's like, these people have made the worst decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seems like they're going to take an opposite approaches. And again, I've only seen two episodes of Ozark. But, you know, Breaking Bad is like, how far can you take this fundamentally decent man and make him fall? Right. And yeah, like literally Ozark is kind soul, of the opposite. Like Jason Bateman's already a shitty person to begin yeah. with, so <laughs> <laughs> and so is Laura Linney. She's awful. So yeah, she's, she's, neither yeah. of the like he's terrible in one way, and she's. I mean, it starts off with him watching a video of her affair. So I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert for episode one, season one. Sorry, you're gonna have to bleep that out. That's um, too much spoiler. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, at this point, like, I'm only rooting for, like, the kids to be taken away by CBS. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh. For. oh, man. <laughs> Just rooting for Child Protective Services to have a win. <laughs> the system, the system. <laughs> I mean, that's so, about the most that anybody could expect for a win out of this situation right now, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. They're in a terrible situation, but keep watching it, please. It's I'm yep. jealous of you. It's very good. Meredith, right. what else are you watching? Um, per one Justin Tyler's uh, suggestion, I am two and a half episodes into Watchmen. Oh yes, mm. on HBO, and oh man, uh, I am in it. It's so good. It is. It's really uh, good. Regina like I, King. Yeah. Come on. I was talking about this the other night with you, but yeah, like the first, like I love the comic. I think the comic is one of yes. the best things that's ever been made. Oh, it's one of the uh, best books I've ever read. It's the only graphic novel I've ever read. It is literally one of the best hundred American novels ever. It's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 great. Uh, and I thought the movie was okay enough. Like it, yeah, it, it, it missed it missed some of the <laughs> things. It was entertaining enough, but it, it like it kind of missed the boat on some of the some of the points but um i thought i i really did not think that there was any chance that the show would be good and i mean this is coming from damon lindelof right who had just killed it with the leftovers oh yeah but i I still had it was such an outstanding show i still had no faith that they would be able to pull something like this off i thought at first because they weren't saying what it actually was they weren't saying if it was going to be like another version of the same story or if it was going to be a sequel or what it it, um and it ended up uh, i think they did an outstanding job um or at least about as best as they possibly could of taking taking some of those concepts and bring them into a, a more modern setting more modern tale i watched it it is wild i i watched the first episode and i couldn't really catch with it it it, would you define it as a slow starter meredith no yeah oh no 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 i would not oh my goodness absolutely not i it wasn't like well you know like slow starters obviously we know what that is but i mean it wasn't as if um, I watched the first episode on when, Wednesday night, I guess. Um, I watched the first episode and immediately, and it's not one of those shows that you can like put on in the background and do something else, you know, like I'm not coloring in my coloring book. I'm not <laughs> scrolling through Twitter, which no one needs to be doing right now anyway, because it just makes me angry. But, hmm. um, uh, yeah, like oh. there, there are so many details you need to pay attention to. I feel like there's a lot of things that you could miss. Um, you know, it, it caught me from the start. It caught me from the start. I really... I remember reading quite a bit about the first episode and how it brings in the whole uh, Tulsa, uh, Black Wall Street mm-hmm. uh, massacre and how a lot of yeah. people didn't even know that that had happened, like that that was a thing. Noticing that they were taking the story of the original Watchmen about uh what they like why it's inherently bad right who watches the watchman right that's the that's kind of the 
the the ethos of the whole thing but then kind of taking that and making it into a modern story about um about race and the things that our society was built on or kind of parallel those same the same things as as they apply to superheroes i i just thought was a really interesting way to take it uh, so oh, same. It, it hooked me from the beginning yeah it was yeah i was not i don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting that and yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna give that another try i'm very I into it back, <laughs> i want to walk back to conversation a little bit and i want to be half serious and then not but uh <laughs> meredith you mentioned the uh coloring book uh, you've been doing uh, adult coloring and i think it is a time for people to be creative about we have some levels of anxiety uh, that we just haven't had to deal with i'm not a very anxious person but i have been the last month and i think it's interesting we could do a podcast it's not really pop culture per se about finding ways we haven't used before to maybe just like make ourselves relax or not not read news online or in social media or not watch television uh, how has the adult coloring gone uh i really i really enjoy it um it's it's uh, there are so many options on the devil's website amazon.com but um <laughs> i i got uh, a nasty woman uh coloring book which is great and um it's been really soothing so like you know you're working from home so you're looking at a screen all day you know you're working you're doing whatever you're having your conference calls you're whatever like i'm tired of looking at a screen all day and I was looking for something to maybe distract me from um, reading the news incessantly um, and just getting angry or upset about things I can't control and people's behavior that is idiotic. And so um, it helps me to like throw my phone in my room and then I will put on like the Golden Girls or something, something you don't have to like, you know, you don't have to watch and pay a lot of attention. You know, a rerun of something that's like soothing and funny, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, whatever, uh, and just like sit on the couch and color, and it's been really soothing. Like, it it's been. I I really I I recommend it. It I never would have been someone who's like get a coloring book, but now it's like what it's it's a great distraction and it's something to do with your hands. So I'm not like shoveling food in my face. <laughs> um. Important and... question. Important question. <laughs> oh yeah. Markers, crayons, colored pencils. Go. Colored pencils. Nice. You, uh, it's 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 dealer's choice on this one, so <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I um, I prefer colored pencils. I know. If you like <laughs> if you like crayons, you get that fifty pack of the Crayolas with the pencil sharpener in the back if they still make it, <laughs> and you go to town. But I got colored pencils just because. I found a really big pack of them, like 50 of them or whatever, and um, I just thought that would be a little bit easier. But you can do whatever. People use gel pens. You can do whatever you want to. I don't know. It's soothing to me. I got three kids. I can tell you. Those guys uh, that would press too hard on the crayon. I, yeah. Dude, I was about to say that 100%. Like, <laughs> I cannot color with crayons. I, I do like two swipes and they're broken. Oh, my goodness. You are reading my mind, Spies. I haven't so, colored um, with a crayon since in like 25 years, probably. You I feel come like over I here, could Justin. probably do it better now <laughs> than I did. 
Probably. <laughs> Probably. You know, I mean this without anything. I think someone needs a care package, and I think I'm going to mm. send one. <laughs> I mean this without, without any, You know, coloring calmed us when we were five years old, so, I mean, it worked then. It work it's then. it's so simple, and it's so silly, and some people like to do Sudoku or crossword puzzles and let's, uh, word searches. Let's be real. I, my mind does not want to work even that minimal. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, coloring, you don't have to think about. You can just be like, you know, Billy Madison, why do you color the duck blue? I don't know. I've never seen a blue duck. Like, you do whatever you want. <laughs> and it's, it, you don't have to think about it. It's something to do with your hands and it's soothing. And it, I don't know. I can color a whole page. I mean, and there's a lot of different things going on, but like, I'll normally like color one, you know, a couple times a week and just have an evening of, you know, no brain TV going on. And it's, I feel like maybe my my blood pressure goes down a little bit when I do that. <laughs> after you do this after watching Ozark? <laughs> no, it cannot be done while watching Ozark because you need to be paying attention to Ozark. Oh, also, watching. my blood also my blood pressure would be very high. No, it's your so. post Ozark routine. Have a nice, routine. Uh, have a nice <laughs> glass of wine. Set your easel out on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Dave Chappelle drawing Oprah, like 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 when when Oprah is his girlfriend and he got her pregnant. Yeah, that would be me, just stick figure with boobs. <laughs> the reason why I know about Meredith coloring is uh, Meredith's son is my best friend. He's 17 years old. We did a podcast together, and uh, last week he got on, uh, or maybe two weeks ago he got on uh, the podcast in pre-show. He was like, I was like, how's your mom? He's like. She's doing good. She's coloring. It it, it helps her relax. <laughs> Mom's coloring. It, it's it's helping her. <laughs> I swear he said that it was so. <laughs> I'm just like in the living room, just like coloring. I told them they were like, "What's this?" And I was like, "A coloring book." And they were like, "Okay." I was like, "It's just soothing to do." It's and then not weird, me. okay. <laughs> they'll just see me in the living room just like coloring in the evenings they're just like cool and then they just go on about their business <laughs> they're probably judging me very harshly but you know what no, it's fine it's it, fine you notice that, that it helped you relax <laughs> you told them that. i'm just Hard sitting there like smiling and coloring my little like girls kick ass like little like motif <laughs> <laughs> it's cool who wants to go next <laughs> Uh, who hasn't talked? Uh, Rylan, uh, Justin. Well, Justin hasn't. I do. I want to ask you something really fast before yeah. we do this. Um, hey, we're gonna do another one of these in, with some other people, right, Spice? Yeah, next week. So, do you want to say like I've got a couple shows, but I could save them for like no, the just next watch one. more stuff. Yeah, watch. Right, <laughs> <just save them. laughs> you gotta watch all new stuff. So. What? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever new want, content. Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to hear from Justin then and. Uh, and then you, and we could wrap it up probably after that, I guess. And I could save okay. the rest of these for next time. Uh, so I feel like I talked about it before. I did, actually. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked about devs, I believe. Well, that just Yeah, Ooh, you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, that was uh, Nick Offerman, right? Me, you, and Charlie that yeah. I like to call the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, so it just ended... And I, I love it. Like I'm, I'm totally 
standing Alex Garland. Like, I, I can't... Like, I'll just watch anything he puts out. Like, Devs, I think, was... It definitely aimed very high uh, for what it was trying to do. And there, there are some, there's some holes to it, but, yeah, like, just try not to think about the logic too much and try to think about the questions it tries to ask but he's he's really good at asking these huge existential questions about you know the nature of the universe or um the nature of the self and and um where technology intertwines with that and where it's leading us uh i think i think devs is a it's kind of it, it's a really good like culmination of like all the things that he's asked before and kind of taking those to uh to a level where he applies it to our actual society and um the way we think about big data and technology companies in silicon valley it's a little bit it can be a, a little bit sterile i think he's got a very clean uh look about it uh, the way that he does things like he did Ex Machina um, was the last one Annihilation uh, which was a little grittier for sure but uh, but this one has uh, so it kind of makes certain things some of the drama doesn't necessarily work because the the sterile nature of, of the way that he directs it is can be a little bit can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's um, incongruous, I guess, with uh, with the, the the emotional resonance of it. Doesn't always work, but the questions he asks and uh, the performances I think are all really good for what he was trying to do. And I think the uh, there's there's little bits of violence in the show, but he does those extremely well because with the the con because it contrasts so well with like the 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 clean nature of the show that those are so brutal and effective uh and it just ended and i i thought it wrapped up extremely well um and i was gonna ask yeah i've, I've seen the first two episodes mm-hmm. and i liked them uh i've I've got caught up in other shows and I'm coming back to it later, but I wanted to know like how is does it end? I can't say does it answer all the questions. I don't want you to give any spoilers, but but do you feel uh, content at the end of it that you that that you were enjoyed the show or whatever? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I don't I, I, not absolutely that he answers the questions because he, I don't think he's ever really been interested in doing that. Um, it's more about asking and providing some context in Mm -hmm. terms of like how humans relate to it and what it means for us. But, um, but no, I mean, you're not going to get like clear cut answers. One of the things that I, I really like about Alex Garland's work is that he's not like fatalistic about it. Um, the the questions he asks are are very cynical by nature. Um, they they hone in a lot on on what like kind of our darker impulses, um, the way that we use technology or whatever, um, or in uh, like twenty eight days later or something uh, that he wrote that you know man was 
eventually the 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 villain right like a, the yeah it wasn't the, the zombies, zombies the zombies were bad but then when you get to the second half it's about uh, okay now we're back with just humans being still being awful in this yeah but he also uh doesn't completely go into that dark territory like he he leaves that he still opens it up for hope and you know that there is still good out there and uh and i yeah i I really recommend it um it's some some scenes will have you probably rolling your eyes dialogue or acting wise or whatever maybe uh i've seen some criticism about that i didn't it didn't really bother me too much but i i really enjoyed it all right that's that's definitely one that's on my list can i give a guilty can i give a guilty pleasure i'm sorry rylan go ahead yeah no i i just want to know what species has been watching but i also want to know what your guilty pleasure is meredith can you send us out with a guilty pleasure? Well, this is a this is a shame receipt, but I would like to suggest Love is Blind. Um, oh, before, <laughs> before, and I mean, and it's on brand Somebody for quarantine for those of us who are single. Which I mean, not trying to date during this time, but I mean, because I don't want to do this. But um, it's. Uh, before the quarantine, uh, Chase and I had uh, ordered in pizza. We were like drinking wine. We we're like, oh yeah, let's hate watch this. After one episode, we we're like, we're very into this. We're just going to keep watching it. Uh, we weren't hate watching anymore. It's a hot mess. It's terrible. There are few people that are likable. But um, yeah, if you need something mindless and um, something that'll kind of suck you in, even though it's trash. Um, yeah, Love is Blind. It's on Netflix. There's no spoiler. They're they're terrible people. It's just watch <laughs> it. It's just maybe maybe it will give you hope if you are single and you're for whatever reason you've decided to try to date people and just talk incessantly for months before you even would like meet them. Um, this is basically the same concept that they're doing. They were in pods. They were talking to people. <laughs> Oh God, it's terrible! Watch it, please, Justin. You especially. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, I want to hear what Justin thinks about this show. I want a podcast only, only, only recording what Justin thinks about it. It is, it's garbage. It is so terrible. But again, next episode is just shame receipt trial video for season two. Justin is way too good for that show. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I'll have a monologue written up about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with these pods? <laughs> What's the deal with Nathan, what have you been watching? Other than Little House That's on the Prairie, which was a given. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, I've been watching Little House on the Prairie. I uh, watched Dirty John. I'm like everyone else. Um, I think we kind of want to avoid it, but obviously, from a pop culture standpoint, seriously, years later, we're going to look back. Oh, that's when everyone watched Tiger King. Any of you watched the follow-up that they released, I believe, yesterday? I haven't yet. No. Not yet, no. Basically, kind of like the armchair reaction, and they brought on a um, handful of, uh, quote-unquote, of, of the cast members. Uh, I feel like Joe, Joe McHale was pretty arrogant. Mm-hmm. Towards the people, um, uh, he's funny in his own way, but I think he uh, sought to separate himself from something he obviously begged to do, and was compensated <laughs> to do. Uh, he's, you know, in, in the movies we've seen him in and in, in television shows, he kind of plays a 
kind of a conceited tryhard, and he is a I think that person. But other than that, um, I because they interview kind of three of the people that he interviews are the three folks that worked at the GW um, Zoo. That everyone I've talked to says we're kind of the most level-headed people on the show. Yeah. Was it the one guy with the long blonde hair and the sunglasses who was just like, I don't know how many wives he has? The man who lost his his arm. Saf. The younger man. And then the, yes. And then the uh, gentleman who had the... um, The prosthetic legs. The lost legs. Those are the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like a decent person, too. Yeah. That's three of the six people that they talked to. They talked to uh, Meredith. I know you're celebrity crush Jeff Lowe. Oh my god. He, oh. Jeff Lowe is like every man in my hometown. My god. <laughs> no thank you. Also every man almost on online dating. Just help me. I, I will help me please. Michael's first question to Jeff Lowe was how many affliction shirts do you own? <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, I didn't want to brag, but um, (laughs) so I picked up a little uh, freelance work and (laughs) it was handpicked for me. (laughs) And of course, we've talked a lot um, about, you know, obviously we need to do a Tiger King show because there's a lot of cultural. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. The first two episodes were like, wow, these people are crazy. And then it gets darker. It's not as fun to watch um, as you go further. These people are drug addicted or they're imprisoned by these people that are basically um, creating these cult-like environments. And it's not as funny uh, to me. And it just goes, it kind of spirals. And and I think the, the folks that did that documentary did it and they didn't take the obvious jokes and they were silent where they should have been. And I think they... Made those points. The subtext is subtle sometimes, but that is about cult of personalities, uh, people using other people and animals for whatever they want, and drug abuse, right? Oh, 100%. It would not have been possible without meth. Come on. And I'm not saying that as a joke. I mean, how else do you get three straight men to marry you and you're gay? Yeah, I don't know. Meth. The subtext is subtle enough, Mary. Meth. I think the average American knows, like, Oh, these people are on meth. I mean, that obviously that was the and how he slowly gets you even see in the film crazier and crazier and crazier. That doesn't. Oh, hundred percent. It's it's drug eating drug it's drug eating your brain. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a yeah. Uh, psychosis of sorts. And yeah, I like I I think the the documentary the makers like were just did a masterful job of just doling out the information like, mm-hmm. piece by piece and like actually yeah. building yeah. that case. I, I think it was extremely well done for as absurd as everything yeah. was. That you it was watched. really well edited for that, Justin, because yeah. of the absurd content, but I thought they did a masterful job. Yeah. Yeah. We, we watched uh, a different documentary about like uh, a doctor in Florida that was like selling babies okay and and this woman had found out and and she was one of the kids right that got and it was by like tlc or something and it was terrible and like the the subject matter was amazing uh and it's stuff that happened like in the 50s and 60s uh, but man the documentary was so poorly edited so it just goes to show you that you could have like great material but still have a crappy documentary and these guys um took the great material and edited it together really well and made something like amazing to watch out of it. Yeah. And I thought they really did a good job, especially in that last episode of like bringing it home to like show like the actual toll that it 
that it took on not just the people, but like that the animals were really being right. like the victims in, oh, in a lot yeah, of no these. Question. Yeah. These it was like, super problematic. Situations that the that they that these people were bringing up on themselves. Yeah. yeah. It, that yeah, that's a that's a whole other podcast for that. But I mean, if it costs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to feed these animals, just because you can buy them on the black market for three thousand dollars, doesn't mean you should have sixty seven of them if you don't have the revenue to take care of them properly. You know, and care for them. It's yeah. yeah. You just hope. You would just hope, and I mean, hopefully they're you know, in better places now and being cared for. And, um, you know, they're all, they're all selfish people. They weren't, they weren't really mm-hmm. wanting to care for those animals. They wanted it for themselves. Yeah. And I, and I think they, again, like to get back to the, the documentary makers, I think they did a good job. Oh yeah. Talking yeah. about like the three people that were actually kind of likable on the show. You could tell that they were actually that they actually loved the animals that they, they were. Love the animals. That's why. They right. Love they were taking care. I mean, they love the animals. Yeah. Right. With what limited, you know, means right. they had to in the situation they were in. Yeah. They, they actually cared for them. And it, it like the editing seemed more of a, um, it was unbiased, I guess it like, because they were showing good and bad of everybody. No one was really likable. It wasn't skewed. I mean, they could have ske- really skewed it, you know, in one way or the other. Nobody is. I mean, there's a lot of people featured and I mean, there's what, maybe three people that are decent on there. And that's a really Every small percentage. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And to varying degrees. I mean, the Carol Baskin Just like, fans, you're the worst. Well, she, she at least quit breeding the animals. That is the ultimate thing where they breed these animals, they have them for 12 weeks, so idiot people that don't realize what you're really doing when you're petting a, a baby animal that should be wild. And then mm-hmm. they, they just scheme to kill these animals off as they get older. It's just so icky and gross. But you have to really sit and think, like, after that, like, Who's the creepiest person on that show? I mean, oh, man, God. I finally landed on the doc, the fake doctor. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's incredible that the weird Scarface guy only gets, like, five minutes of time. And this guy is, like, a murderous guy. And he is one of the more normal people. On- <laughs> <laughs> yes, when, yes when the guy that Scarface was based on seems yeah, to be like, very was normal. He was a blip on this. And, uh, <laughs> They're just like, he's normal. He's fine. He's wearing some denim shorts. It's cool. It's cool. And you're like, he seems like a really upstanding guy. <laughs> it's going to change Netflix. It's They've had so many hits. It's going to change um, documentaries in the Types of people that watch them, and guys, it's going to change Halloween forever. <laughs> oh, there are so many options. We already talked about this. Oh, man. No, 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 there's only one option. It's Carol husband and her new husband, and you're on a leash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wedding. That no, wedding that's Fred the only Flintstone option you have, Mayor. That's the only option. There oh, are yes. two options. There's that. Well, I mean, there's that option, but also, if you're talking weddings, there's also. Joe Exotic's double wedding where there are pink button-ups and bolo ties Alan being Justin. worn. So... Uh, Justin. Yeah, me, me, Justin, I'm... Speak. That's our <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I hope you guys go ahead and get your rush order in on the Pepto Bismol pink shirts ASAP <laughs> because you know that will be hard to find come Halloween. Already bought one. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the winning costume, truly. Everyone else will be like, We're Carol Baskin in her whatever, Howard, whatever the husband is now. Uh no. The winning costume is the triple wedding. Howard, in my opinion, this, man, you seem so normal. That's what's scary. Like, <laughs> meet, you meet Howard and he like does your taxes or something. And it's like, whatever. And it's like, you see that wedding photo on your way out. And you're like, oh, oh no, this, this is definitely a sex thing. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the things uh, I don't want to think about are those two people in sex. It just, mm, the, no. I want to scrub my mind's eyeballs right now. Just, right. well, I can't get this water hot enough. I cannot, <laughs> cannot unsee that in my brain. And the, wed- the what about the, I want to talk to the poor wedding photographer that took that photo that's like, oh, uh, God. what? <laughs> they're like, it's a beach wedding. And they're like, okay, cool. And they get there and they're like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap, obviously, the best film Z ever. Thanks, <laughs> Number one. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Justin and Meredith, always, for coming thank on. You. Yeah. You thank you. Yeah. Thanks, to, thanks uh, for having us. Um, to watch. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And everybody, just stay safe and just do what you have to do to stay sane and take care of, of everybody. But we're thinking the best. And we'll be back with you soon. Say bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Goodbye.